Hello and welcome to the second episode of our Melbourne Survival One coverage. Uh, last week we went into detail. Jules and I did a full deep dive of the season. We pulled together all the little tidbits and puzzle pieces of what we could find on the very short video that was on YouTube. I think we did a pretty good job of sussing out the history of the the season. But um, today, thankfully, we are joined by the winner, Toby, the near-perfect winner. Um, and I'm very keen to get his insights on what actually happened on the day. Um, I think he'll be able to provide a lot of great information for us as to um, uh, what actually happened. Now, it was, I think, five years ago, and that is a long time, uh, particularly when you don't have a lot of the uh, detail uh, of, of a substantive season to look over. But I'm sure he's going to provide a lot of great intel for us to really break down the season and his fantastic game. Just a little bit of housekeeping before I start the show. Uh, next week, of course, we have the tea party with Annabelle uh, of Melbourne Survivor and, of course, um, Traitor's Fame. She will be interviewing Kyle, Keegan and Kath in what I'm sure will be a fun-filled episode, getting into the real hot goss and tea of Melbourne Survivor Season 1. Following that, I will the week after, I will be catching up with production uh, as well as handing out the awards for this season. And on the awards, voting remains open. Go to the Survey Monkey, put the votes in for who you think was the best player of the season. And do not forget, in October, we'll be covering Backyard Season 1. So get binging and make sure you're all ready for our Backyard Season 1 coverage coming in October. Okay, so now on with today's show. Um, as everyone knows, I'm not a winner. I'd love to be a winner. I have won orgs, but they don't really count unless you play orgs and then you think they count, but they don't really. So getting someone here to join me, to know that feeling of what a winning game is like and the ins and outs and to really get that in-depth analysis on that sort of game, I had to bring in someone. And who else could I bring in but two-time player and Canberra Survivor 2 winner, uh, La Madrina herself, Ma, welcome, Ma. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, CK. Hello. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna adjust your little headline here. Uh, how have you been? Why well, I just do this? Uh, I mean, okay. You know, just working hard, uh, playing some tennis with a fellow winner, uh, John from Survivor Season Three. So yeah, just some. You know, the winners. We just hang out all the time. See, you got a secret sleep. club. Yeah, Secret Club, and I'm sure we can talk all about the Secret Club today. You're going to have to invite um, Toby to the club now. Yeah, he is the president of the club. He's the first Melbourne winner, so yeah. And near perfect, but we'll get into that. Oh, I've got I'm too big, sorry. I'm just trying to make your fancy little headline, but you've done too much. It's uh, making it um, uh, me not be able to do it. How about this? Will this work? No, nope, that's too many. Really? 50 characters. Yeah, headline, you can just, yeah. There you go. I've done it. <laughs> a lot of acronyms in there. Melbourne yeah. Survivor 3, Flame with Fire, Canberra Survivor 2, The Ultimate Sacrifice. Um, so without further ado, let me bring in Toby. I tracked him down. He wasn't that hard to find, even though he hasn't been part of the community for a little while. Being Keegan's brother, and given how Keegan in, is involved in the community 
uh, I was able to track him down without too much interest. So without further ado, let me welcome Toby to the Orca Pod. Welcome. Hi, thanks very much for having me. Hi, Toby. Hey, Mark, we're, how are you? We're, we're so excited to have you. Um, now, did you remember that you played a near-perfect game? Did you remember that but for Kath's random vote, you would have actually had a perfect game? Mate, it continues to haunt me to this very day. <laughs> and and do you know why, Kath, we obviously, you know, we saw a, a good amount of the um, Final Trouble Council, and I'm not knocking Nathaniel's game. It was pretty solid, um, but obviously not up to the calibre of the game you play based on the thoughts of the rest of the jury. Why do you think Kath voted for Nathaniel? Yeah, Kath was one of the few people that I didn't have a lot to do with during the game. Being a, a single day, um, sometimes you just don't have enough time to have conversations with everyone. So I tried very early on in the game to have a chat to her. And then from that point on, I reckon like, she and Nathaniel played a lot closer together. Uh, so uh, I just guess that behind the scenes, there was a lot going on that I didn't know about between those two with their games. Uh, and I think that's what swung her in the end. Well, you were on her uh, tribe at the very start. It's just obviously you feel that they that she chose the person um, who she was a bit closer to. Um, and I think, look, it's a valid point. John, the winner, John, the winner, I always had a weird weird issue with myself with I didn't vote for the winner of playing with fire. And I, in, in, I went after the game and I was like, why didn't I vote for John? Like John goes, you wouldn't have watched this, Toby, because I know you haven't kept up. But he goes to every single tribal council and votes the right way every single one bar one. And I'm a person who respects a game like that, and I didn't vote for him. I voted for more of a social player, which is not generally what I respect. And I'm like, why did I vote for this? And I was speaking to John about it, who um, works in sort of the psychiatric, psychological space and understands how people think. And he says to me, you voted for her because she made your game relevant and I didn't. Uh, yeah, 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 I see that. I played with her. I didn't play with him. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you see like, all their sneaky moves behind the scenes that maybe doesn't come out to everybody, but you know how they were playing. So it seems more relevant to you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I do think uh, a social bond is always going to be stronger than a strategic, um, you know, like admiring someone for the strategy. I do think people end up voting for who honestly, they, like you said, connect to the most during the game is rare than, uh, someone just really votes based on strategy. I, I think, yeah, I think you did such a good job at the final travel council. You like very humble. You owned up to your mistakes, answered, um, you know, kissed the right amount of uh, uh, butt with, you know, Cal's question especially. Um, yeah, I think you you were a very convincing winner. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to expand on a bit of your final travel council. Um, you said that to the question of what was your best move um, and your answers were, of course, Charlotte, which we do want to talk about, I think, in some detail in your relationship with Charlotte, but also you said Keegan's vote. Now, I speculated that that was because he is your brother. You didn't seem to be working together too much from what we could see being on different starting tribes, but was it that you always thought you could possibly work with your brother, but voting him out was was a big move for you in, in deciding your fate? It's a really interesting one with my brother because I didn't know he was playing the game until the morning of. 
So he knew a couple of weeks ago that I was because I got invited to very early on. And so I was happily talking about it quite openly about my game and how I was, you know, so excited for it. And he never told me that he got invited because they were short on males. Mm-hmm. So when he was sure. playing, I was really terrified. <laughs> You're terrified. Like, he knows half my game. I've been openly talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you've been giving and now me here he is, and he obviously hasn't told me that he's playing for a reason. So I was very nervous seeing that he was there. Uh, so there was always this level of, even though like we're we're siblings, we really can't trust each other to that point. Like we're super competitive. It was like. You can trust for a while, but you know, at one stage, someone's going to come for the other. And it's like making sure you're the first person to make that move. Yeah. So like when I took him out, um, it was, it was kind of like I could have played with him because at that point I felt like I, he was coming to me because he was on the, um, he didn't have the numbers. So he was sort of look, I need help. That sort of thing. We interested in playing together and we played the last two votes as if we were working together. So it was that point where I could like keep going with him or I could like make a move and just get rid of him and not have to stress about my game being blown up anymore. And I sort of took that path. <laughs> did he voted for you, but did he hold any grudges post game? Was he was he grumpy or was he fine? I think like when he got voted out, he knew it was coming. Um Look, I think he was probably a little salty um <laughs> the day after. But no, he was pretty happy that like one of us won, I think, at the end when he like looks back at it now. I'm yeah. sure he'd like secretly like it to be him, but yeah, overall, <laughs> I think he's okay. <laughs> so, so you come from a like uh, obviously like a survivor family at this point, an LRG. So Keegan, uh, both Kimi, Keegan and Emily have played different uh, games. Keegan more than anyone that I know of. Um, yeah. If there was a bloated versus water season, who would you do it with, Keegan or Emily? Oh, oh, that's a good challenge. Um, they both have big reputations now in the space, I sort of feel. So, like, I feel if I did it with Keegan, he would actually make a bigger target. Maybe I could shield myself a little bit, being a, a winner. Like, I think that carries its own target on your back. So maybe I'd go in with him just because I think he might take some of the heat off me for a few rounds. Okay. Great. I, I think that... Uh, it, until this podcast series came up, you could have played a very strong under-the-radar under um, game in a returnee season. Uh, now, with me blathering on about the near-perfect game for four, <laughs> four weeks, I think that it's going to raise your profile slightly. But I do agree that a, a pairing with Keegan, everyone knows Keegan. He's played three times, and, he, and, and you know this one we can't tell too closely but on the other two seasons he played he played very different games in both of them one was more villainous and one was more heroic I think and and you can see that he's got multiple facets to a game he can bring out so I think people would find him quite threatening if they would play with him yeah and like even when if I was doing a blood versus water I still find him quite threatening myself <laughs> so so that's why you took him out fair enough I like I like that now I did yeah the Charlotte move uh, she was devastated. She didn't see it coming. She was certain the two of you were going to the end. It was obviously the best move for you um, strategically, but it was it difficult for you emotionally? Did you know Charlotte before the game um, or was it just a bond build over the day? Yes and no. Charlotte was one of the people that I hadn't met through like before the game. I think I knew five people 
on like different sort of levels is and I met someone once and then it was obviously like my brother who I'd known all my life so quite a few <laughs> a range but Charlotte was a completely new person I'd never met her before before the day and we just sort of hit it off on the day like she was just out there and she was having fun and I was like yep I reckon she's someone I can like between her and Kevin they're out their personalities they're safe to hide behind use them as shields um but in terms of like taking her at the end like yeah I know strategically it was the best move but it was certainly hard like you think you don't make that strong a bond in like 12 hours Mm. but like when you put trust in people like you you really do like it's crazy how how much you rely on people and trust in them so like I did feel a bit like of a horrible sort of person like she she didn't see it coming at all and <laughs> I was like telling her the entire way through that it was just her and me and I was doing exactly the same with Nathaniel so like I was telling two different stories to two different people and obviously someone was going to get cut at the end so yeah it was, it was hard but strategically I knew she was going to be a danger in that final trouble well uh, well I want to speak to her about her some more and that alliance you built why bring up Nathaniel um as you were asked about, you know, Kevin asked you at Final Tribal Council, why didn't you bring Nathaniel into your four-person alliance with Charlotte, Kyle, uh, yourself and Kevin? And your response was that, you know, you wanted a guy on the side. You wanted a side piece that, you know, no one else had. They could use your advantage. Ma uh, sort of did a very similar thing in her game. Um, she took out her side piece at Final Four. So she also took out her best alliance member. Uh, who was threatening to win the game at Final Four. So you have a lot in common there. Um, nice. Well, think, but let's get your perspective from both of you, How, why that is so valuable to have that that side piece that's not in your core alliance. I mean, for in my case, I feel like if you're not talking to the person, then someone else is. So uh, I feel like, yeah, well, keeping your, I mean, you probably know this, Toby, keeping as many options open uh it's really important i think that's a, a mistake that a lot of like first-time players i think make is like they kind of like are very grateful to be in an alliance and they um you know are loyal almost to a fault like um yeah and also to that just that point of like survivor changes so quickly on like a surprise twist or like uh like double vote or something like that and having that extra person who's got your back or you've got theirs to then regroup after something's fallen apart. If you're in alliance, you go from the majority to the minority really quickly. To have yeah. someone on the other side is like a a, you know, a lifesaver, yeah. really, in that sort of game. Yeah. So, how confident were you that you would win coming into like the final tribal? Were you pretty confident, or were you did you have doubts that maybe Nathaniel or um, someone else could take it? <laughs> <laughs> I I felt personally like very confident in my game. As in, like, I was quite happy with how I'd played it, but also, like, just not knowing how the jury was going to view that because I was involved in voting a lot of them out. So I was like, maybe they don't like that. Maybe they're looking for someone who's a bit of an underdog. And I certainly didn't have an underdog sort of story. I was in the majority for a lot of the time. Um, and they didn't see me as the person running the game. So they really did look at Kevin and Charlotte as the people in charge running it because they were people putting names out there supposedly to vote people out. And I felt like maybe they won't see that I actually was putting those names out as well. Mm -hmm. So I was happy with how my I played the game, but also just trying to convince people that 
I had more of a say than they probably thought when they were watching from the sidelines was my worry of like whether I'd get the votes or not. Yeah. Well, well, had you gone to the end with Charlotte, do you think she wins? I would have loved to like alternate universe play that out because I think that would be a cracking ending. I don't know how she would have pitched what her story would have been to pitch. I think it would have been a very heroic, didn't know a lot about Survivor, came to have fun and play, and she was a big, big target. Like, everyone was gunning for her the entire time. And I'm just like, I think personally that I kept her in the game because I was making sure she, no, she didn't have enough votes to go against her to take her out because I wanted to keep her there as a shield. But whether other people would have seen that, I think she could well have won the game, yeah. Yeah, she had a lot of friends on the jury. Great. So, of, uh, you speak, Mark. Oh, well, my question was more about, uh, yeah, your relationship, uh, not only with Charlotte, but other people in the game. Uh, obviously, Keegan is your brother, but have you stayed in touch with anyone? You know, it's been a, a few years, so do you ever see anyone who was there in the day? That's a good question. Um, so I'm good friends with Alicia outside of Survivor. So I've known her for like many, many years. So I still keep in touch with her. Uh, Nathaniel, like we message occasionally, but we haven't caught up like for a long time since the game. Um, yeah, that's about that's about all. So I haven't yeah. kept greatly you, in touch with everybody. You did yet, have, but... and we'll obviously just come back to the game, but you did have some involvement. If, if please correct me if I'm wrong, in in the early production of Melbourne Two, I think there's some videos on YouTube about Melbourne 2 production or seeking donations or or something that you're involved in. Were you involved much with Melbourne 2's production? Yeah, so I was a cameraman for Melbourne 2 and helped with sort of like the the planning stage of it beforehand. Um, and then after that, I haven't been on the on the crew as much for any, any future seasons. Um, just with time constraints and stuff, I haven't been able to get down for like a weekend to, <laughs> to help out. But yeah. yeah, definitely still heavily involved. Before um melbourne survivor i actually ran a couple of seasons of my own camp with friends so i used to do a thing called camp survivor um so i i knew the game pretty well um because i used to host it mm -hmm. so i was yeah interested in jumping in and trying out how it actually go to play the game um oh and mitchell mitchell i knew quite well because he played in one of my seasons and he yes. and i still message each other yeah, yeah, yeah. great yeah. i want to take you back to some of what I saw as some of the more pivotal votes in, in the game. Um, obviously, you've got a strong tribe up front, you're, uh, and you don't go to tribal council for the, the first two. How quickly did the four-person alliance of yourself, uh, Kath, sorry, yourself, Kevin, and Charlotte and Kyle form um, at the beginning of the game? Yeah, it was... An interesting one because we didn't go to tribal for the first two, like you said, the first two challenges. And literally we sat around talking. No one wanted to split up. No one wanted to go away for like the entire first like camp. And then the second camp was only when people were like starting to look for idols and stuff because they were bored that we actually started doing a bit of like strap talk. So I first just dropped a little thing to Nathaniel at that point, sort of said top two interested i said leave it at that have a think about it i'll get back get back to me on that um and then it was only when we then were going to the tribal that we actually made that four 
Core 4 Alliance. So we sort of had a talk about, you know, who we're interested in working with. And then sort of became real, oh, we're going to tribal regardless of whether we win or lose because it was a, the double. Um, and that's when I was approached by Charlotte to become the fourth member of that group so that she, Kevin and Kyle had already made a three and they were looking for a majority of five. So they sort of brought me in. And then it was, we were having a chat up at the, the water spot and Kath wandered up to see what we were talking about. So she just became number five. Like, um we didn't all pick her she picked us and that became that core five for the first vote except at the first vote it was an amazing four four tie uh no no it was a three three two tie oh okay okay interesting yeah okay so, so you guys split did you yeah so the group of okay. five we decided to split purely for the fact that we didn't want the other tribe to know that we had a strong alliance so we wanted mm -hmm. it to look like it was a messy sort of broken alliance, like groups. Um, so like three of us voted for Lauren, two of us put votes on um, Carolee, and then the minority other three, which was Nathaniel, Carolee, and Lauren, all put votes on Kath. So then we tied it up 3-3, three, three, and we knew that we could then close it out. And that was when Lauren went home, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And I, I like that strategy of not looking as cohesive as you were, was there any blowback in you and Nathaniel voting differently or was he fine with that post? That no, he, he was fine with that only because we'd had a slight talk afterwards where he, he asked me again, you know, you're still keen on top two. And I said, yes. Um, but we sort of explained like, we're probably going to be on opposite alliances here. And it's like, I'll watch your back if you watch my back sort of thing. So as long as I keep the votes off your name, you keep them off my name. We, like you're going to lose members of your alliance or vice versa. And he was fine with that. So he sort of, we agreed to that beforehand. So yeah, he knew he was going to be in a bit of a tricky spot to start until we got to merge. I love it. That's some very, very solid strategy at that early point to really just set yourself in, up in so many different ways with your core alliance, with Nathaniel, with no one knowing about you and Nathaniel, which it seemed like most people didn't know about that. You voted differently. Um, you got Kath there as well as another option. Uh, amazing. I have to say, though, like, Kath, I could not read the entire game. Like, she was <laughs> so hard to read. I reckon that's partly why we didn't work together, because I had no idea if she was, like, just completely, like, lying to my face or not. So I just had yeah. no no clue. So I was like, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if I can trust her. Yeah. And then she got tribe swapped, of course. So we just didn't have time to work together. Well, do you have anything more on that vote, Ma, that you want to talk about or are you happy to move to the tribe swap? No, I think it's interesting. The intentionally messy tribe strategy is like, a, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that. So it's a, yeah, very interesting strategy. The, the more yeah. I deep dive into this season like we did last week, the more I wish the whole thing existed because there's some fantastic strategy and interesting votes happening all throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, I would love to have seen a full full season. Obviously, it makes sense why there wasn't because it had to be done in two weeks to like get out for a party. But yeah, there was heaps that was going on, and I was like, trying to do it all in twelve hours was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we go to the swap, and Kyle floats that he had been encouraging 
your alliance, your tribe as well to potentially um, throw a challenge if the numbers don't work out, which they don't. Kath and Kyle are a little bit in the minority at the new bundle with Ian, Keegan and Nicole as the other three there. We don't see what happens, but your tribe does lose. Was there a throw there? <laughs> um, the challenge was like throwing little hoops onto pegs, similar like ring toss, basically. Some from a long distance, some from a short distance. And I didn't even know Kyle suggested we drop the challenge. So like it sounds fancy if we say, yeah, we did it for Kyle, but now we just sucked at throwing. <laughs> <laughs> In both sense of the word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could throw, throw it, could it. throw. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't. And I think at that point we didn't even sort of realize like, you know, it wasn't about keeping our lives safe or anything at that point. It was like we were in a majority on our tribe anyway because only two people had sort of swapped. So we weren't too stressed one way or another. And it wasn't, for me personally, they weren't the two people I was looking at to be my shield. So I wasn't too stressed either way who went to tribal. And as you said to us, you'd actually been brought in as the fourth to a threesome of Kyle, Kevin and Charlotte. And therefore... Seeing if Kyle went, it's not like the worst outcome for you because then you can move up in the in the pecking order of that alliance. Yeah, hundred percent. See, I knew that Kyle had hosted his own seasons as well in Backyard Survivor because I'd seen that that season before it. Um, I played this, so I was like, you know, cautious of him as a player in the start because I thought he was playing himself, like playing his game down really low. So he and I, like again, we had sort of this. You know, let's get to merge and then see what happens after that sort of alliance. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't too stressed if he he went out <laughs> there on the other tribe. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> well, no, and and look, I think you've got to be worried as well about people that travel from interstate because they're serious, particularly yeah. for a twelve day twelve hour game. You know, they're super serious if they travel. I traveled interstate to play. My wife traveled interstate to play. It's a serious. It's a serious player that does that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you you, you lose a challenge and you have a choice between Rosemary and Alicia. Did your pre-existing relationship with Alicia contribute to that decision or was it a general tribe consensus for, for Rosemary to go? Uh, it was more that Rosemary was selling herself as a bit of a super fan, um, talking about big moves, and she seemed to know the game better than Alicia did. So at that point we were sort of like, oh, I think she's probably more dangerous to keep around because she might pull numbers or something and at that point I was worried that Nathaniel and Carolee might team up with the two girls because they were in the minority and then make a majority so mm. I was sort of very careful to try and not let them all just stand around and have a chat and make that decision so we sort of kept them split and we just sort of said look Rosemary knows more so then the whole talk I think you get like a tiny slippet of it maybe in the video I can't remember and me talking to Rosemary, I think I spent like five minutes having a really hard chat about it. That was purely so she didn't have any time to strategize with anybody else on the drive. <laughs> I love I, I love the block strategy. The, like, I yeah. the, the, waste someone's time so they can't be doing anything else. It definitely exactly. works, particularly yeah. in a short form game. Um, and I know when I've played orgs and like I've got 30 minutes for tribal when like things are actually going to happen, I just spend a bunch of time. Just I'm always the person that ends up having to talk 
to the person we're voting out just to keep them occupied and then they yep. you know hate me even more because i'm who did that. that's it you, you promise them so many things and you sort of talk about how different strategy might work could do this or we could do that maybe what about this and if we did and you just waste their time for like yep as much yeah. time as possible and then yeah she had no time to make any sort of big moves yeah and thankfully she wasn't on the jury because i found the thing people hate the most is not the lying because it's part of the game. It's the additional line where you're like, and after this vote, we could do this and this and this. And when they know that all of that was just absolute nonsense, they feel more, uh, I think, aggrieved by the lying. Yeah. yeah. She, she still hates me a bit for that move to this day. Like, Does she? If we ever played again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still good friends. Like, cause yeah. she's Liz's sister. Um, yeah. But like that annoys us so much. We played wow. a non a non filmed version later on, and she voted me out of that purely for that reason, like because I got hurt. Didn't matter; we couldn't work together. There was no, we'll never work together in a season, I assure you. So, <laughs> well, we talked about that in the last episode when I was speaking with Jules, and because Mitch was talking about how he had voted out some of these people, and he hoped that they would like let that go. And I don't know if you can ever trust someone who actually voted. Not voted you out because if you weren't in the same alliance or whatever, who cares? Like this is the game. But if you were, if you were actually betrayed by someone, I don't know if you can ever trust them in the game the same way. What do you think, Ma? Ah, uh, it's tough. I I think like it would be a really good strategy. I think uh, if we were like talking about a really cold strategic game, then I think you can. But yeah, like you said, emotions come into it. I think that there's some people in the community i think could could do it um me I'm, I'm a very emotional player so i'm not sure about that but um yeah you, you, I, I you think... probably haven't been betrayed by someone in that really like cutthroat blind side yeah, probably probably i think laurel came the closest for me and i think i would you know, I, I I did play Toby. I did play with one person that I play. I play with John, who I met in Melbourne. We play Canberra together, and um, I think for me it's more like I I would not I wouldn't because I have a good relationship with the person. I feel like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe you would feel you play with Rosemary the second time. You would feel pretty guilty if you border her out again. So I I, I don't yeah. know if you like you know were a bit nice. I think John definitely was very nice to me in camera and I'm not sure if he could have ordered me out. Um, yeah. I, I, yes. John was never, I've spoken to John. He was never voting you out. I understand when he moved to Melbourne, you let him sleep on your couch. Like, you know, he was looking for a house and you were letting him live with you. There is no way on a personal level he was ever voting you out. And I think yeah. you got lucky. Sometimes you get lucky in these things where you were never confronted with the obligation mm -hmm. to vote him out because you're on different tribes and then he got completely advantage getting out of the game like mm -hmm. so there was literally like 11 10 people at this tribal and eight of them were immune <laughs> yeah but no. i think uh i do think this is why i prefer games where most people don't know each other i think it's more because i think it does get messy especially this community like everybody like you said toby you play you're playing against your brother and i mean sibling rivalry is a bit different but there's still, you know, that little bit of like, oh, I don't know if you would, if you and Alicia, you know, are very good friends and then you're like, really, really betray her and hurt her. I think, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I play for a million dollars as well, I think uh, I would rather keep my friendships than win, um, you know, one of these games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, it's yeah. easy for you to say. You guys have both won before. Now it's another well, yeah. win for <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I did beat the person that I live with now. Um, so I think uh, <laughs> people can forgive, you know, and forget. Well, Keegan has just commented that Mitch trusted him in backyard season two after he blindsided him in this game, but maybe he shouldn't have. We'll we'll get to that when we cover backyard yeah. season two in the future. Um, you know, uh, Keegan's villainous turns. I've talked about it a little bit. Um, so okay, and uh, there was some great footage on you know the footage we have of Rosemary going on to you about what a big threat Mitch was and how they blindsided him and how he was a big target and how that was her move. And you're sort of just nodding along, going like you're just digging your own grave here. Like why are you, why are you going on about your great big move to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was great. She was trying to convince me that she would be happy to play the game and like make big moves with me if I took her into my alliance and stuff. Then I was just like. Yep, and that's exactly what I don't need at this point in the game. <laughs> just before a merge coming up, yeah. I, I'm just happy to take that sort of threat out of the game, yeah. Yeah, good move, I think. I think so. And, and look, and thankfully, um, from, you know, of this first five that go out, and it's always hard to be uh, pre-merge and not get to be part of the jury. Um, but, you know, Mitch has played again and uh, Rosemary's played again. So a few of them have had an opportunity to be uh, in another game, which is fantastic. Um, the uh, you hit the merge and you've got strong numbers here. Uh, it's an eleven-person merge, and you guys have basically seven from your OG tribe, um, and there's four from the other tribe, which is Ian, Keegan, Nicole, and Alicia. And of course, you know Alicia and have been working with her, speaking to her, obviously, on your merge tribe for a short period. Plus, you know Keegan. You're in a fantastic position here in terms of people you have relationships with by the pregame or during the game. Um, so just to step in there, Alicia sure. was an interesting one because whilst we knew each other outside of the game, she also knows that I play, I guess, not survivor games, but just any sort of strategy game very shadily and cagely. So she was actually a bit like sus of me from the very start. I found it really, really hard to work with her and get her trust. Like I get it towards the end of the game, but I think it was like final six before I actually had her working on my side. She was on the completely yeah. different side before then. Um, and I couldn't tell where she was voting the whole time. She was like really distrustful of me. The whole. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did. I was in a good position though, like with strong numbers um, when we hit merge for sure. And not just numbers, Kevin wins the immunity necklace and just puts it on you. What was up with that? I have no idea. That man, like, he was nuts in the best possible way. He had no fear. He he just bossed everything. He was like, this is how we do it. This is what's happening. And he made calls and he was, he didn't hide anything. He took Charlotte and me to the the reward from the challenge. And I was like, that's the worst possible move you can do. Because mm -hmm. not only that's does it show alliance. you your top three is, it also takes us away from camp where we've hit merge and everyone else could just like make a move to get rid of us. That's why I was worried about going back in there. I thought this would be where my name will come up as the first name after merge because I'm not there to control what's happening in camp. So that's why I said to him, I'm really nervous about going back there. And I think he must've just thought, I'm not nervous. I'll give you my necklace and keep you safe. I think uh, honestly, I don't, I can't fault him too much because when you're playing a twelve-hour game, honestly, there's barely enough time to think, let alone like switch the vote. So, 
I think the people, and that's what I I learned to play, like the people who play really fast and loose, um, you know, people uh, struggle to catch up to what you're doing. So I think, I mean, eventually Kevin did go out, but I think, I mean, it didn't affect you or Charlotte too much. And I think most people are too scared in this really quick game. So I think if you're like the one who's like being forceful and pushing and, you know, being a bit, of a lunatic i think um yeah it, it can work i think in allergies i think that strategy like it's playing like say like someone like tony from survivor like it can work because people don't have enough time to yeah to think oh that's actually a really terrible idea yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and like you played in like games over like two weekends didn't you which is a bit uh, longer yeah, than... was with three days i wish no oh okay three... yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and even then i thought like people are still scared and um yeah yeah, yeah. The, the quicker you play i think the yeah i think the, the less people i, I love kevin's main yeah. character energy in that episode to to win the reward take the two people he shouldn't give you immunity you, you go into <laughs> the um the vote saying uh you're you think there was a last minute scramble and you don't know how it was gonna go but nonetheless uh Carolee was voted out. Um, who was who did the other group vote for? Did they vote all vote for for Kevin? No, did they vote? voted all over the place. A, a couple voted for Kevin. Um, Ian uh, included. The, Ian said he was going to vote for you, but he was annoyed that Kevin had given you the uh, necklace. So he just voted for yeah. Kevin. He couldn't, so he think... couldn't vote for Toby anymore. I know <laughs> that that that's almost say that saved the perfect game. I know it's not a perfect game because he, he was one vote short. But in terms of not getting any votes at all the entire game, Kevin giving you that necklace saved it. And if you had a vote there, I wouldn't even be calling it a near-perfect game because, like, yeah, no. a vote, like, <laughs> there. So the near-perfect game exists only because of Kevin's uh, wonderful move here. Bold Selfless move, act. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Kevin got two votes from Nicole and Ian. Um, Kath voted for Keegan. He got a random vote. Uh, Nathaniel, Alicia, and Carolee, who were that minority three alliance originally. Mm-hmm. Well, Kath joined into that minority alliance. I guess that's where she started working with Nathaniel. They mm-hmm. all voted for Charlotte. <clears throat> and then you had the majority us four, which was myself, Kyle, um, Kevin, and Charlotte. And then Keegan joined as well to vote Carolee. Okay, so it was a five, four, two, five, five three, three, two, one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so five votes Carolee, three votes Charlotte, two votes Kevin, and one vote Keegan, which is why I said it was a scramble because I basically went in and promised Keegan that we'd take out one of our tribe members, which you not did. one of his, because they were, we were obviously the majority. So I was like, no, nah, we'll we'll get rid of one of ours, and then I started promising that Kyle was going to go very soon. So that was my big promise mm-hmm. to make sure that I had some other people working with me like Keegan to yeah. then start helping, you know, get through a couple of these initial yeah. after merge votes. I yeah. think th- this vote really shows this, like what I'm talking about, this is really quick, um, this chaotic board. I, where mm-hmm. you have 11 players, but all you need is five to make it happen. Like you, everyone's yep. so split. It's so chaotic. Um, I mean, I remember like I, I was at, at a final eight, 
and we've already successfully pulled off a vote with three of us. And it's because so many people splintered that sometimes you just need to be the most cohesive group. And I think you guys did that really well all the way to the end, you know, until you then decide, like, I think that's the way I like to play, have a really, you know, like cohesive group, but know who you're, who you can and can beat and then cut them at the end, like you did with Charlotte and yeah. know, take the money, go home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love this move here to bring in Keegan by committing to voting out someone from your tribe who was Kara Lee, who stacked votes on back at the cat vote, uh, the Lauren vote. Like, you know, this is not someone who's ever going to be loyal to you guys. Like, you'd voted for her in the pre-merge, and, you know, she, um, you know, Kyle said that she was a swing vote and had, like, jumped ship, whether she had or not. Maybe not so much, but that's how you perceived her. Like, you gave away nothing to secure Keegan's <laughs> vote here. Yep, yep. And he, he was struggling too because he had Ian in his like small group of people left and Ian was a loose cannon with where he was. Impossible voted. to work with? Like, he was so hard to work with. He'd tell you like one you thing and the next minute team. he would change. Like he like wanted to work with me and Charlotte and the next vote he was voting Charlotte out again. Like it, it was impossible. <laughs> so you, I think Keegan was like. You couldn't count on his vote. Like you couldn't count no. him saying, I'm doing this and then actually do it. Yep. 100%. No, no. Yeah. Um, so then uh, there was a, just a comment and in the commentary of the, the episode wrap-up that at this point uh, Keegan was appearing as a threat to your alliance and maybe people were thinking about voting him out, but then he won that, that flanking challenge over Kyle, um, which I'm sure was his proudest moment of the day. Uh, and then apparently a plan emerged to take out Kyle or Charlotte, but it just fell apart and Nicole ended up just going. Do you, do you recall what sort of happened there? Yeah, it was a messy one because at that point, Kevin was hell-bent on getting rid of Keegan. That was his next move. He's like, he'll go on an immunity streak here and he'll win. And then he did go and win that immunity. So we're like, oh, plan B. So I wanted to get rid of Kyle at this point. At this point, I thought that Kyle was starting to work too heavily with like Alicia and other people on the outside of our core four alliance, mm -hmm. but I couldn't get enough numbers on it to make it work. So I was trying to convince Keegan that that's, we were going Kyle, we've got to get rid of Kyle. Uh, and then Kevin was like, no, it's Nicole. And suddenly like everyone in camp was just like, right, it's Nicole. So we started trying to get all our numbers onto Nicole, which was obviously our core four again. We're happy to vote for that. And then I had to pull just looking at my voting chart here to make sure because this was a what are you looking at you you played this five years ago have you done this from memory <laughs> did you have notes what, what have you got here someone i think it was rosemary did eventually put up like a voting chart based on all the confessionals because some of us were so confused after the game of like how did that even work who voted for who so somewhere there was a voting chart and i found it the other day which i haven't looked Fantastic. at in five years yeah excellent. yeah yeah <laughs> so that's how i know that um so the five votes we ended up getting for nicole was myself and then i convinced nathaniel to to vote for her as well which was a big move because he was trying to get charlotte out of that point but i yes. whenever i needed a number i could convince him enough to make a play if i had another play in the background so i was like mm. if you get nicole now then we get kyle later so it was sort yeah. of a a trade-off situation 
Oh, sorry, myself Very and him. Smart, yeah. Hi. Yeah, it's smart. smart. Like you yeah. can't dictate a reward, and you need to know when to concede and then when to, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Charlotte also voted Nicole along with uh, Kyle and Kevin. So they were my five that I needed to do it, but it meant that out of ten players, I needed to split the votes because I knew that Charlotte was attracting a lot of heavy attention from the other side. So that was where I made that promise to Keegan as well. I think it was of the Kyle move coming next. I was like, if you work with me on this one, mm -hmm. same promise I made to Nathaniel, we'll get rid of Kyle next. Like we'll start chopping out of my alliance and we'll just take mm -hmm. him down one by one. Um, so he said, well, I can't vote for Nicole. This was Keegan because he, she and I were in an alliance back before we merged. He's mm -hmm. like, we're not working together now, but I just can't put a vote on her name. Mm -hmm. So I'll just chuck a vote on Kyle now, just a random vote, which ended up being crucial because somehow the other four players all got together and managed to put the same votes on Charlotte. So if Keegan had voted Charlotte, we would have ended up on a tied vote of five all. Instead, it meant that Nicole went home because she was five, four to one. So Keegan's mm -hmm. random vote paid off to make sure that Nicole went home that, that time, which was really weird because we weren't expecting everybody else to actually align. Like they hadn't been aligning mm -hmm. whole, the whole game. And then all of a sudden it was like Charlotte just was this big target all of a sudden and everyone was starting to be scared of her. And we were like, oh, okay, now this means that she's going to continue to be targeted from this point on. And that includes they got Ian on board and yeah. from the follow through as well. Yep, yep. We just had a comment from uh, Nick Rance of uh, Survivor Season 2 fame uh, who has said, Toby, my man, winner of season one and winner of best song I heard in COVID times. Are you a songwriter, Toby? <laughs> uh, not really, but I do make like parody songs. Just I made a random one during COVID time. So there, there must be a video somewhere floating around that <laughs> you must it have cheered, seen. It cheered Nick uh, up in COVID lockdown. Um, Good to hear, Nick. So Good to hear. You wanted to take out – now, you told Nathaniel, next vote, we're doing Kyle. I think that was probably true. You wanted Kyle gone. Then Survivor uh, Trivia Challenge, did you go, fuck, Kyle's going to win this as soon as you knew what it was? Um, I think there's enough other super fans that could have beat him. Yeah. I Look, it was so embarrassing. It went for two questions. Three of us got the first question right out of uh, these nine of us left, were there? I think it was down to nine at that point. Yes. So, like, correct. three of us got the first question correct. Everyone else got it wrong. So then it was Kyle, Keegan, and myself, and both Keegan and I got the second question wrong, and Kyle got it right. So he won in the shortest trivia you've ever seen. It you was so embarrassing. I have no were. idea. I cannot remember what they were. You'd have to see if Liz has a video somewhere, like, of what yeah. it was. It was like, yeah. No, it so was Kyle terrible. wins, and yep. obviously you've just got to – feed back into the core four here and is it kevin pushing for keegan here he's got to go yeah yeah um and at that stage pretty much anybody else i think after the planking challenge even some of like i think ian and um some mm -hmm. of his group were also like yeah keegan's too strong at this point like yeah keegan needs to he needs to find a way to like break his leg or something next time he plays because i feel like this is like a recurring theme with keegan and the challenges yeah <laughs> yeah he can't not go question. hard what season number was micronesia it's sure. 16 did you not know that i 
to be fair, I've only seen Australian Survivor at this point when this happened. Mm. So I That's only tough. found out about the show like less than 12 months ago. <laughs> That's tough. Um, yeah. You can fact check me on that if you want. It's 16. Um, the... Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's – and, look, you're right, Myron. That's why I personally, of all Keegan's games, love um, Yards Apart because he plays more villainous. And what keeps him around longer is people offset the – he's good at challenges with the, you know – but is anyone going to vote for him? Like, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's being a bit of a jerk. Like, there's that sort of, like, element of, like – if you're just a heroic guy who's like really good at challenges, then everyone's going to vote you out. Like you got to have something bringing down your game. And as you say, maybe he should have like a Tyson Apostle uh, break his break his leg or hurt his elbow and yeah. be in a sling or something. Yeah, he needs to rock up in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good strategy. <laughs> the um, uh, we so the next one is what down to eight and. Is this a this double is the vote? We need all the information on. This is the double mm-hmm. vote uh, yeah. that sounds like it was insanely chaotic at the tribal once Liz announced the twist. Is that correct? That is 100% correct. And it, yeah. it came at such a bad time because we finally got together to get rid of Kevin, which was mm-hmm. going to be the biggest blind side of the whole thing. So um, who'd come together for that? Yeah. So at this point, after this one, Keegan's gone home. We've gone back to to camp, and Kevin is gunning for Nathaniel as the next biggest threat, challenge wise, which mm-hmm. is a big problem for me because I'm always like, well, he can't take Nathaniel out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keegan's like, I'd still win challenges. Keegan says he'll still win challenges with a broken leg. It's probably true. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Yep. So Kevin's targeting my secret alliance, which no one knows about big problem for me so i make a a wild play that to kevin himself that kyle is probably our biggest threat and i'm like i know he's part of our core four alliance but he's also starting to play the other side mm-hmm. as in he's now voting with them at times like he's he's off talking to them and if we don't get rid of him he was probably going to get rid of one of us within the next couple of votes so i sort of make a hail mary look Let's leave Nathaniel for one vote. Let's use him as a number to get rid of Kyle. And the thoughts was behind that, that there's eight of us. So if we play myself, Kevin, Charlotte, and Nathaniel all voting for Kyle, and we convince Kyle that the vote is still going to Nathaniel, then it really doesn't matter what the other three people do. So as long as they don't all vote Nathaniel, we have Kyle going home. Yeah. So it was, we you, were fairly confident yeah. going into that. We were like, ideally, we'd have one more number. But that was where Nathaniel's job was to convince some of the other people, like the Alicia's or the Ian's or the Cath's, yeah. who he was playing with, to not vote for him. As long as he convinced someone in that group not to vote for him, we were fine. So I was like, fairly comfortable going into that tribal. And then as we were walking in, I was talking to Alicia at that time, who still we hadn't been working together for the whole game. And I was sort of trying to find out, so where are you voting? And I suggested that maybe she vote for Ian to try and put a name who I didn't think she was working with, someone who was a bit of an outsider. And also just as that extra block of like, if she votes for Ian, we've definitely got enough numbers. So like you can't have a 4-4 tie. 
-hmm. problem was that we got into tribal and that's where uh, Liz announces the big old, it's a double elimination, the two highest votes go home. And it was bedlam. Everyone was not, like, it was hushed whispers behind hands to every single person trying to talk to people across the group to sort of say, who are you voting for? Who are you? Because it wasn't a double, you didn't get to vote twice. Yeah. It was just the votes get counted yeah. and the two highest go home. So all of a yeah. sudden our plan to get rid of Kyle is like, that's great, but someone else of our group is definitely going home there. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte's immune. So Charlotte she said, had the necklace. So that was lucky for immune, her. She was, do you think she she was gone if she, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. She was going to get every vote if she didn't win that necklace. Yeah. Uh, which was my dilemma, though, because I was like, well, I'm the most obvious option. It's either mm-hmm. Kevin or me. And yes. I felt like I was running the show. So I was like, I know he's bossing it and looking like he's not scared. But in my mind, I was like, oh, no, I've just pulled off his big move to try and get rid of Kyle. And if that comes out as we're all trying to, like, juggle our votes, I'm in big trouble. What I didn't know is that Nathaniel had already sort of pulled together Alicia, Kath and Ian, and he had them targeting Kevin. So Mm -hmm. I was unaware of that because he and I hadn't talked. Um, Yeah, but this is... This is where your like side alliance with Nathaniel like really comes like to show like the benefits of that because it's 100%. like who's you obviously are orchestrating a plan over here but he has your back with what the minority is doing and um yeah so I think yeah just like we're both work, we're both working on plans to save each other and I didn't even realize he had that plan in play like that's mm-hmm. how. You know, and, and that's, and that's fascinating. It really explains a lot of these votes because Nathaniel said he, he voted for Kyle. He's obviously worried about getting votes. He said he's dead if it doesn't work out. And Charlotte voted for Kyle, which was the plan. She stuck to the plan. Whereas Kyle voted for Kevin, I guess. Well, well, we'll he panicked. Kath voted for Kevin, which is presumably from what Nathaniel had arranged. But why did Kyle vote for Kevin from, from your understanding? So my understanding of this, and I'm this is all from sort of a little bit of guesswork and a little bit of, you know, I sort of talked to people, but not got the full story. Yeah. Kevin, no, sorry, Kyle and Alicia were working together more closely than most of us knew. So when Nathaniel convinced Alicia to vote for Kevin, that meant that Alicia convinced Kyle to vote for Kevin as well, because he thought that, votes might be coming for him for some reason. So he started to get worried, a bit paranoid. And so he changed his vote off Nathaniel, which ended up not sending Nathaniel home because Kevin changed his vote off Kyle and voted for Nathaniel again because he panicked. And I was like, the one thing I couldn't have happen was any, like any of my other three changed their votes. I was like, just stick with the same votes because I chose to vote for Ian Yes. knowing that I'd thrown Ian's name out to Alicia just before we got to tribal. So I, in my head, I was like, if Alicia votes Ian and I vote Ian, we have a three on Kyle from Nathaniel, Kevin and Kyle uh, and Charlotte, sorry, Nathaniel, Kevin and Charlotte. They do a three. Then Alicia and I'd put individuals on Ian. So he has two. And then I was like, that leaves three people. So as long as they don't all vote for the same person, which presumably I thought Kyle was going to vote Nathaniel, that meant that only Ian and Kath's vote 
would either tie if they went for myself or Kevin. So I was aiming to get a 3 2 2 1, mm-hmm. only with it's, how everyone changed their very, votes as well. It's such a hard that? thing to do because it just, when the numbers are that tight, it just takes one person to switch. So everybody yeah. goes into like, yeah, into mm-hmm. safety mode to try and like save themselves, which is exactly what I was doing too. I was like, if I get two votes, I need to find two other votes to put on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it did really good to like survive that because I was, um, I'm not sure for me, I, I'm not sure how fair it is to have one vote and two people going because I think in Survivor majority rules and this kind of, for me, breaks what the game is. But I, yeah. did, I do think now that you talked me through the, well, the strategy of it, I think, um, you know, it shows like one way that you can really like, you know, counteract like counteract this twist, which is really hard to navigate. Really hard to navigate. It's really interesting, and the way you were navigating it is amazing, given the very short amount of time. I think the twist probably works better if people are actually told about it before tribal, so they can try and make a plan. Um, yep. And of course, this is sort of very similar to Josh Peterson's infamous double earn that he wants to bring in to a season where you would do something like this, but there's two urns and you have two votes. He's he's tried it out in the trial. It's incredibly confusing for the players and the viewers, I feel. So mostly it gets knocked back. Um, but maybe Liz has always been against it because she doesn't think this was a good twist based on comments she put in the chat last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, um, she did say after the um, after the game that they were literally running out of time, like, yeah, like I think they still had eight people left. They had to get rid of two people at least that time. Otherwise, they were not going to finish before it was like pitch black. Like, yeah, we, yeah, I, we I, finished I, in dark, dark anyway. <laughs> I get it. I get why they did it. You know, yeah. and uh, and they did it on the whim. She said, I think someone like Mitch or someone suggested it. I think she said in the chat, and they just went with it because they just needed to do something. I get it, and it's really yeah. interesting. I love how you sort thought through it. And worked it through. I love the, the Ian vote. That was really because you didn't understand that from last week. So that's really, really interesting. Um, and it worked out perfect for you. It couldn't have come out more perfect with Kevin and Kyle gone. It was amazing because it looked like my alliance just got shattered into smithereens. It looked like I was in a terrible, like, you know, the core four has been destroyed. And I was like, and no one realizes that I was trying to destroy the core four originally. Like, yeah. I was so happy, but also could not believe how that worked out. Because you still got Nathaniel, you still got Charlotte as a huge target in front of you. Like you didn't just lose all your um, your, your shields. You still got one big shield, uh, and you, you're going to the final five. So you're going to uh, final, final six. six. Final, final six, six, yeah. And you've got yeah. your Nathaniel thing. You got Charlotte. You got half the votes at least going to the final six. Um, and you know someone can be swayed around. You, you, your Alicia, obviously, you start building on at this point, uh, and you make sure to secure her. So you got four. Um, and an amazing outcome for you, really. It just couldn't have yeah. gone better. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. Charlotte and Charlotte being immune was brilliant because I think that if it's Charlotte and one of the others that go, like if it's um, you're still there with Kaya or Kevin after the fact, I don't think that's working out as well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kevin was more calling the shots. Like if he saw something that he wanted, he would say it, and then we we all jumped to attention and we did whatever he called. Whereas with Charlotte, she and I would discuss what was the best sort of move and we'd come to one that we mutually agreed on. So I sort of, I certainly had more sway in like discussion wise with Charlotte than I did with Kevin. So it worked out perfectly that he went rather than Charlotte at that, at that tribal for sure. 
Does, does Kevin remind you of a certain player from playing with Firemar, except that no one actually listened to him when he told them what to do? <laughs> it reminds me, honestly, it reminds me a little bit of, um, like, I'm going to say something more like Laurel, who is, like, not really thinking through the ramifications. And it's more just going with gut instinct and, like, going like, like a bulldozer. Yeah. Um, and then eventually gets caught. But... Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Kevin. I, I think Kevin would have been a good shield for you. I, I think she, he would have been very interchangeable with Charlotte. Like, I don't know if he could have beaten you a final four, but I think you would have been okay as well with Kevin. I think. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just from what I, I mean, I'm hearing. I think Charlotte was definitely the best choice for you, but I think it wouldn't have been the end of your game if if Charlotte went there. I guess the question is if Kevin would try to take out Toby earlier. And not let him get to the end is perhaps yeah, what we'll I have, have to ask Kevin then. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the big question for you you just talked about what it really sounds like is Nathaniel was the architect of the survival of, of everyone that he wanted to keep in at the final eight at the double vote. Did he really speak to this move at final tribal council? Because it sounds like he did an amazing job at, at this one, it doesn't sound like it was spoken to too much based on what we saw. I actually can't remember how much he touched on in his pitch on that that on that point for sure. Um, yeah, because like his his rallying of the troops to get rid of Kevin at that point and keep me in was like a huge move for him in terms yeah. of like yeah. Otherwise, I wasn't there. He could have easily put all the votes on me if he wanted at that point mm-hmm. and had me out and Kyle out at the same time. But mm-hmm. I guess like he sort of felt maybe he owed me a little bit because I was putting the votes on Kyle instead of him at that point. So we were pretty heavily entrenched in like working for each other at that point. Like I think by the merge, it, we were pretty much locked and loaded to get to final two, basically in our minds. Yeah. Um, we'd sort of tested out the waters beforehand. Like, do we trust this person? How are they playing? And then we are like, yeah, it's all guns blazing. It's like you and me. And you're just going to have to believe me if it's going to look bad at times. Like I'm going to just ignore you or I'm going to be like sucking up to all these other people and not talking to you, but you got to trust me that I'm getting you to that final two as well. Like that sort of thing. So we had that trust by that point that I think, yeah. I I feel he didn't do a good enough job from what we saw at Final Travel Council of selling the mutuality of that relationship, of how he kept you alive at this vote. It just came across a bit that you were his side piece. Um, And I think that resulted in that 7-1 vote to some extent. So I think he, based on what we're hearing now, maybe he deserved a a vote or two more. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely could have had a vote or two more because he was also playing the, the, I would say, the more dangerous role because he was in the minority for like, the yeah. majority of that game in well, that it alliance. Really, so yeah. I was, yeah. It, it doesn't really that. matter how well you're playing if the other players, like you said, like you were worried that people would think Kevin was doing everything. The perception from what I saw was that Nathaniel was kind of coasting your, like he was like running your coattails a little bit mm. or that mm. he was like the second in command in your duo. Yes. I think if Nathaniel had done more to differentiate himself from you or identify you as like his direct threat I think he could have yeah but it's really hard when you run out of options you have Charlotte there who can also win and then there's you like you know maybe taking out Kat here maybe that's what he should have yeah 
You win immunity. You must be feeling pretty good about that. Do you think you were under threat if you don't have that immunity? I did in my head, but only because I probably hadn't worked through exactly what happened in that final, like that last tribal. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like we're in a new stage. I've lost two people that I knew were solid votes with me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I have an Ian who I don't know how he's going to vote. Alicia, I've struggled with to know how she's going to vote for this whole time. And Kat, I've had nothing the whole game. Like, I just can't read it. So I've got three votes that I'm very unsure about. And then I've got two players who are sort of targeting each other. Charlotte going for Nathaniel. Nathaniel going for Charlotte. So everything's a little shaky at that point. So I I was desperate for that immunity just to find my feet again and work out where I was sitting with everybody. Um, Yeah, and it 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 was a terrible challenge. It was the middle of winter. And they had us running down to a, a lake to fill up water pots, like, you know, those flower pots with holes in the bottom with yeah. water and try and fill a bucket. And it, it, it was so cold. It was so oh cold. God. There's no footage of that one. Um, that, there's a great win. And yep. then Ian gets up at Tribal Council and plays his muni idol for Charlotte for some reason. Yeah. None of us had a clue that he had that idol. None of us. But at that point, because it was final six, and like I said, I was a bit, I was going to everyone at that point and sort of saying, what's your plan to get to final three? Where do you see yourself? Because I'm looking for options at this point. And I think, because everyone thought I was with Charlotte, but there was also that final, like that second, third spot, really, of a final three. So they were like, these guys are a power couple. They've been, now they're, leading the game because I'm not hiding behind Kevin and Kyle anymore. And I sort of wanted to get in a little bit on that group, I think. So I started going to everyone like Alicia and I went to Ian and I said to him, how do you see yourself getting to final three? Because I'm interested in taking you. And this was one of the first real heart to hearts that we'd sort of had for a long time. We tried to work together before and it hadn't come off. And I just made a pitch to him. I said, are you interested in going to final three? And how do you see yourself getting there? Because I'm like, you're voting left, right and centre and no one knows, you know, what's happening. So I sort of just floated the idea of final three without making any promises. And I said, you know, we're looking for people to work with. Why don't you work with us? Who do you want out of the game? And I think he he might have put forward the name Cat, or I might have. I can't remember who did. But Cat sort of came up as the name that everyone wasn't really clicking with. Mm-hmm. And we were like, great, let's let's try that. And I think he must have just decided... I'll see if I can get some, I don't know, like, like encourage them to bring me along. He could have used that at Final Five, right, and saved himself. He could have. He could have. But he didn't know that he was being targeted at that point. So I think I, like, cozied up to him and suggested he wasn't. Yeah. He's the sort of person that, if he thinks about it, and what you just told him, it makes sense to bring him to the end. Like, he's probably not winning. Yeah, and like to me, I was also like, who else does he want to sit there with? Like, you know, out of everyone else, who is he working with enough to get to the end? And I was like, him, me and Charlotte could make a three so that he's got numbers to help vote for things, things like that, whereas he was always voting alone. Yeah. And yeah, he, I think he just tried to to win a bit of favour by, you know, playing his idol for Charlotte, which was, mm-hmm. yeah, very random. I think that... Was she in any danger been, at all? No. Well, I don't think so. I think Kevin, no, no, Nathaniel, I keep getting the names mixed up. Nathaniel um, was trying to convince people to vote Charlotte out at that point. And yeah. I kept telling him, not yet, not yet. 
we need to get rid of some of the loose cannons first. Like, let's let's keep Charlotte as that shield because that distracts people from us, and then we get rid of the loose cannons first. Yeah. Um, but I think I always say that my worst mistake was not the um the split vote, like the double a limb, which is what I pitch in the final tribal. My actual worst vote was just not putting a, a random vote on this one in case someone had an idol. But everyone was so convinced that idols were not in play in this game because we'd search for hours for them yeah. that we were like, let's just put all the votes on Kath. So I wasn't in danger, but yeah. it meant that Charlotte was in danger. And I only saw yeah. that after he played the idol. So I was like, technically, that was a really bad move on my behalf to not put at least one vote somewhere else just in case someone voted in a funny way. Mm. He, he, he could have played the idol on Kath and made a huge move. Huge move. Yeah. Yep. And then... Yep, Charlotte leaves the game with one vote, and Kath's still in the game, and yeah, I'm in. I'm in trouble. Like I mean, I'd be got, working with got, Nathaniel got, only, and then I'd have to pull Alicia over to my side. Yeah, and but from Alicia's point of view, she's in there. But I could go to the end with Ian and uh, Kath. Like that's looking good to me. It's much better than going to yeah. the end with yeah, me and Nathaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, that could be, I I think that's a great call about um what was actually your worst move. I think it's great that you also didn't use that at the uh, Final Travel Council because it is actually a bit of a mistake and you'd rather not yeah. highlight something. Just brush over could have gone wrong. Yeah. Like, Keep moving. Re- yeah. Really only for the sake of Ian's probably lack of understanding of the game. Did did that work out for you? Someone a bit more savvy might have played it that way. Um, so then, you know, Ian goes out 4-1. Everyone seems pretty comfortable with that. Um you win the final immunity. How important do you think that was, or did it not really matter? I don't think it mattered at that point. I was pretty comfortable that I could get to that top three regardless. So I'd ne- Charlotte was never going to cut me as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, like, we were tight to Nathaniel. And she, and, she said, and she says that to camera. So there's yeah, no point. She, yeah. she wouldn't lie to camera. Why would she? So she says... It's me and Toby. One of us has had to win. We're going to the end together. So I yeah, but you, correct. you guys are forgetting that it's not just about getting to the end. I think you have to get to the end with people you can beat. And I'm not yeah. sure, based on how much she was targeted, I think if Charlotte wins, I think you would have been in, like, yeah. you know, sweating yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> I think if yeah. Charlotte wins the immunity, you're going, right? No, you... Not going home, but, like, as in, like, if she wins the immunity, yeah, get herself through. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very much, very likely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Alicia goes if if um, Charlotte wins the immunity. Would you say or Nathaniel? Yeah, that's an interesting one because I think I need to make sure that Nathaniel's votes don't come into play because I'd be worried that Charlotte and I are splitting a lot of votes, and then I think Nathaniel's got the third strongest story. Yeah. So that would have been an yeah. interesting one. Yeah. That, that's right. I was actually just thinking about that myself. And I actually think Nathaniel's best outcome was probably to be with you and Charlotte and win on a minority vote, like like a 4-2-2 or a 4-3-1 or something, um, because you, you guys are such big players here and here, and people will go for this, they go for that, whatever, here's some votes, here's some And he just needs two or three people to go, you know what, Nathaniel did all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was very concerned about that fact, but also like I was planning on pitching a big enough story at the end to like convince people. So I was sort of like 
I don't mind who I sit against. Yeah. But I know that if I'm sitting against Charlotte, I have to pitch like an amazing pitch to make it through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like Charlotte was such a big fan that maybe she wouldn't have. She probably had never never seen a final tribal. She didn't know how what to do and what to do. And um, I think you and Nathaniel, I can you you. It was very obvious that you guys had seen Survivor and you knew the answer. For me, the giveaway is always the what was your biggest move, and the answer is always getting you the person who asked me that question Uh, because the person who asked what was your biggest move they're um they're wanting you to say that they were your best move um yeah so when when uh kyle asked that question you guys perfect (laughs) that's that's been the canon since uh you know um pod's famous china tribal council that everything says the greatest He's the first person to do it in a in the right way with Jean Robert, who's like just a horrible person around. And he's like, "What was you? Why did you vote me out? Why did you train me?" Because like, you would have won. You'd have won Jean Robert. And Jean Robert was like, yeah. "Oh well, yes, of course yeah. I would have won." Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the I guess were you at all worried that Alicia had gone to every single tribal council? Did you think that was going to be enough of a story for her to sell? No, only because because she was so new to the game, she'd made some mistakes along the way. So she did a, uh, at one stage vote for someone with the necklace. Um, and at okay. another stage, she, she played a what she thought idol. was an immunity idol, but it re- really wasn't as well. So I felt like her game yeah. didn't have enough big moves to like save her. Like she's done well but only because she wasn't as much of a threat rather than like she was making strategic moves to not be voted out so i didn't think it was going to stack up as much against a game with bigger moves i just yeah yeah i think alicia's uh, path to victory would have been um kath and ian i think she should have figured a way to to get there in that combination yeah 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 but again she was struggling with yeah, it's hard your first time and especially if you don't know survivor it's it's hard yeah yeah but everyone was just struggling with ian like no one could make a a solid alliance with him mm-hmm. because he'd then vote for someone completely different on another on what, another what was his um, deal? Who, who is ian how did he come to the game ian's related to charlotte but i, I can't remember what the relationship is whether it's like mm-hmm. yeah but he's um, not Ian Riley, like Liz's father, presumably, or or not? No, no, no. no. Well, I don't think so. Ian. Yeah, that's a different Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so look, I must say, you know, we, we did a deep dive last week. We went through the material we had. We did our best to piece this together, and we had a lot of questions. And notwithstanding the time that's passed, you've done an incredible job of answering them. And... We thought you'd played an impressive game just based on the material we had. But, frankly, this was an incredible performance from you, Toby. From start to finish, your strategy, your thinking, your side alliances, the the moves you were planning ahead, the way you convinced people to make moves with you. You know, you weren't ordering people around. You had the social capital and the right way with people to get them to go along with it, to have the trust with Nathaniel, for him to have the trust in you, to not really work together. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blown away. This is an incredibly well-played game. So I'm, I'm so glad we've covered this and you're getting the kudos you deserve. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been good to have a, a recap because it's been a while since it all happened. Have a little, you know, 
relive it all, have a little watch again, catch up with it. Um, it sounds like I know you'd sell it as a as a big sort of special game, but like when you're actually playing it, it doesn't seem like that. Like I, mm-hmm. the amount of times I was just in panic in my head, like I don't know if everyone's voting where I want it. It looks great when it all comes out in the end and everyone votes how you wanted them to, but to get people to vote like that, like it just takes a lot of luck, I think, as well. Like you think you you control as much as you can, but there's a, a whole element of luck in like you know. Yeah, everybody plays out. Don't take yeah. it from me. Let's get the other winner we've got here. Because my, I believe I might be wrong. You didn't get a vote the entire game either. Is that right? No. Yes, that's right. So, that's the good. Yeah. No, so what, yeah. what do you so tell us what you felt about Toby's game with what we've talked about today and last week in this? The show? Yeah, I was really impressed. I do think. Um, so if someone asked me who, which LRG player you most like, now I'm going to say Toby because. <laughs> I think you and I have the same philosophy when it comes to Survivor. Uh, we, you, you, you can't have to be the middle. You can't be the worst person, but you can't be the best person all the times. And I, I like how you said that sometimes you were some boys. You were like happy to take a back backseat and you know sacrifice someone and then take control the next time. And really, yeah, I think you you are a great winner i was very impressed i do have to say i have to compliment you on your outfit for the reunion yes thumbs up. That was thumbs up. i was honestly i've never seen a live reunion like that which i think maybe <laughs> an lrg if people could keep their votes secret that would be really exciting how, how good was it how good was yeah, it so I, cool was not expecting but like waiting that. two weeks, like <laughs> waiting two yeah. weeks to find out. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think hard. for other other allergies, you'll be waiting like over a year. So I think um, that was the last, the the only time it could have been done. It was um, so good. My other question is, what did you do with the hundred dollars? I think I um, put it towards my own um, back, like Camp Survivor again. So like it went into awesome. making props and things for another season. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And my last question is something that we, I guess we ask everybody who ever plays, like, would you ever play again? Yeah, yeah, I would. I've completely blown my game now, so I'll have to come in with a completely different strategy. <laughs> Maybe I'll be the <laughs> And Kevin. then you would have been so <laughs> secret and under the radar, and now everyone's going to know everything about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'll have to be a Kevin now. I'll just come in and I'll tell everyone what to do, and hopefully they'll listen. <laughs> M- Mitch, yeah, definitely was play again, though. Keegan says he spent the money. Uh, I guess was he making the props or did he just take yeah, it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Mitch uh, says uh, they, everyone was very impressed with you from the sidelines. So the players there with the game um, were impressed. Yeah. I just want to say yeah. thank you again for coming on this. I, I know it was probably a little bit random because I'm like, hey, I'm this person. You don't know what I do on this podcast and you've never heard of me. But would you want to come on and talk about your game for an hour and a half or so? And so thank you so much for coming and doing it. Um it was really great to get your insights. Yeah, you're most welcome. It was a lot of fun to come along and have a chat. And thank so you, Ma, for joining me. It's always great to have La Madrina attending with us to give us her insights. Uh, she played a dominant game. Toby played a dominant game. Um, it's good for them to, sh- to compare notes and just give each other like mutual, um, you know, exchange of pleasantries and positivity. Yeah. Toby, you, you better binge uh, my season so you can come on the podcast and ask me about it. Ah, that well, sounds like I, a plan. <laughs> I might actually do that because my thinking is I think I want to have like the 11 different winners on this podcast, like do the 11 different winners in a way, uh, you know? Yeah. So I think I will get Toby for um, Canberra. And you better start watching. Out. 
<laughs> yeah, lovely, lovely. Come. I've got some we, binging to do. You got all the binging to do as we go through the show. And uh, that's right. Well, next week, we continue the Melbourne Survival One uh, festivities. It will be the tea party with Annabelle. Everyone knows Annabelle, star of Playing With Fire, um, season three, even though she's pre-merge. And, you know, she was on The Traders. But, like, I think Playing With Fire 3 is the real superstar uh, in her career. Um, now, Annabelle of Traders fame, ride or die alliance with Luke Toki. Not many people can say that. Uh, we'll be doing all the, the hot tea with Kyle, Keegan, and Kath, the three Ks. I tried to get Charlotte. I thought her insights would be really great. She wasn't too keen to come on. But I think the three of them are going to be uh, giving a lot of great What insight. about Kevin? He's okay. Yeah, I didn't realise how interesting Kevin was when I was putting this together, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I do really like the value. The thing I like about Kath Keegan and Kyle is they've all continued to be involved in the community in quite a substantive way by crewing and appearing on other seasons. Obviously, Kyle runs uh, a backyard with Brian, which is very successful. So I think um, it's good to have the three of them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then final episode, we will have the awards. Vote if you haven't voted. Get in there. Put your votes in. Did you vote, Toby? No, I haven't voted. I can't vote for Get in vote. You can vote for yourself to be the MVP of the season if you like. <laughs> okay, You're I'll cool. go vote now. Uh, uh, and then um, we'll be revealing all the results of the world, including the all-important Orca Award. The Bromelow Medal will be handed out um, to the most Orca of the season. Um, I know where my vote went. You know, but like we'll see where it goes when it comes out. Uh, and we'll be in that same episode having a chat with Liz and where this whole season came from and her ideas and the backgrounds. And Connick, who is the genius behind the editing, who I think did a great job. Ma, what do you think as a professional editor of Connick's work? Very good. Obviously, like, used the songs from the show, made it look a lot. It's like the at least the video, sorry, the season really sounded like Survivor. That's any. Yeah, so I think very, very well done. And you know, and it's you know thirty-two minutes, but you could actually follow it pretty well. I said last week, it's the best finale I've ever seen for an LRG. If you just think about it like a finale, the recap was great, and I loved the live uh, live cut. So it will have Conic uh, as well to talk about his editing prowess. Um, so really exciting. And as I said, if you're prepping for October. October, we will be looking at Backyard Survivor Season 1. Get binging so we can all cut down all the fun of that fantastic season. So thank you again, Toby. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, everyone that's watched and commented. And thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast uh, after the fact. We know everyone can't watch it live. So thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye.